Welcome to the Pinelander Podcast, the official podcast of Pineland, broadcasting to you from an undisclosed location deep inside Pineland, where we discuss faith, family, finances, firearms, freedom, food, and everything else in between with those who believe in living free and living out the values that made this country free. All right, welcome to the Pinelander Podcast. My name is Paula Favor. I'm here with my Ranger buddy, Mike Blackburn. And today is Friday, the 18th of August, 2023. And we're just trucking right along with this year, just sweating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an exciting summer. Uh, last time we met, we talked about uh, uh, all the goings on of moving the G base and uh, all the logistics that were associated with that. I got blown out of the last one. Not really. But uh, we just had to move some to uh, some better turf. Got a better source of water, better fields of fire. I think great fields of fire, yeah, especially I mean, on the north side. You, you've been moving so often. I'm having a hard time just trying to figure <laughs> out where you live. These That's days. the idea. Just, yeah. just you know, uh, moving addresses and try to stick and move. And, That's right. And uh, you know, today we're. I'm excited a lot. I hope you guys will be too. I know you will. Uh, we're bringing back one of our former. Uh, uh, guest, uh, Rodney McDaniel, one of our good friends, uh, uh, and talk about a topic that's really, I don't think can be talked about enough. Uh, and in the vacuum of uh, wokeness and uh, uh, that where the culture is going, like uh, the Titanic, perhaps, I mean, it depends on the metaphor that you want to use. But uh, if you're uh, somebody that's really appalled at where the way the things are going, uh, uh, you would you look at uh, masculinity, and you see like an attack on being a man, just just a, an assault on what it means to be a man, and to the point where everything you hear and see on TV. Uh, now I'm dating myself, you know, uh, movies, whatever interviews, you just see this other narrative of what a man is. And that doesn't really line up with maybe the way you were brought up or what you read in the Bible and what you know to be true, and you get upset about that. Now, that's you. Stick around, because that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's you always have the, the sort of deniers, you know. Um, there's people that deny that there's a war on Christianity, for example. Um, and so there's quite a few people that, that deny the fact that there's even a, a, a war on masculinity. Um, but I, the, the, one of the, the individuals we're going to talk about today is, is one that I found very interesting. And, you know, we're, we're going to date ourselves a little bit here because, I mean, we, we're not really um, people that follow influencers on social media. I mean, that's just not our generation. But if you look at the and – I'm a, Andrew Tate. If you look at Andrew Tate, and, I, and we've all had a chance to kind of look at the – uh, Tucker Carl, I'm a Tucker Carlson fan, so you know generally when he's on, he'll, you know, I I, I try to follow him and, and find out you know what it is that he's doing. Um, but he, he interviewed a, a gentleman named Andrew Tate recently, and I, I looked at that interview, and what struck me about that interview was I'm trying to figure out like why is the system after this guy, and yeah. and I think it has to do with his message, and I think his message is. Man, manhood. Uh, so, Rodney, why don't you come in? Let's, let's bring yeah, our welcome, guest Rodney. in. Welcome, what, back. Yeah, hey guys. Hey, glad to be at the uh, be invited to the to the new G base. Yeah, come it, on in, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Grab, awesome. grab a foxhole. Right on, right on. Hey, so yeah, just um, you know, kind of commenting on that. I mean, uh, you know, same thing. I mean, uh, like what Mike was saying. I mean. If you'd asked me two years ago, who's Andrew Tate, I couldn't have told you. But with all the media influence he's gotten currently from being arrested in Romania for child trafficking or sex crimes, whatever whatever that ends up being. Um, yeah, just asking that question, like, who is this guy? And why is he, why, why are people so interested or why is our go- governments so interested in incarcerating this guy? Um, and and what's, the, what's the end play here? So, 
Yeah, I've, I've watched the, um, the Tucker interview with him. Um, there's also a new interview that dropped recently with uh, uh, Tate and um, um, Candace. Candace yeah. Owens. Yep, yep. Just dropped a couple of days ago. And that's a, that's a really good one as well. Uh, kind of helped me to understand who he is. And I did a little back study uh, when the initial story came out with Tucker, you know, kind of figuring out who is this guy. Uh, oddly enough, I mean, he was the he was the number one most Googled person like a year ago, like in the in in, in the whole world. Like uh, he got more hits for people Googling, you know, Andrew Tate uh, than anybody. So there, there's a huge following um, for this guy and and kind of what his message is and the message that he puts out there that that seems to resonate so so closely with uh, particularly young men and that demographic between 18 and 25 that's that seems the, to be that the, is that seems the to be his sweet spot that's yeah. the age group that's the age group and i and i find that extremely interesting and why why do you think 18 to 25 year old men okay young men are are googling are searching andrew tate you know what, Mike? I don't think they're searching Andrew for Andrew Tate specifically, although that that is who they're searching for. I think what they're really searching for is a um, is a sense of meaning mm-hmm. and purpose. And I think there's a there's a lot of things. Hopefully, we'll we'll cover some of those in this conversation. But um, you know, there's a lot of young men out here in the world today that are just absolutely lost. Don't have a sense of identity. Have no courage. Have no confidence. Uh, don't know what they're committed to, and definitely don't have any candor. So that's the that's the big four, the big four C's from old school army: mm. uh, courage, confidence, commitment, and candor. And I think uh, I think there's a lot of young men out there in that demographic that truly feel lost in this world that we live in. So yeah. so that that explains not only uh, perhaps. Um, Andrew Tate's popularity, but maybe even folks like Jordan Peterson. Totally. And, okay. You know, I would, okay. I would I, honestly, I would say that the two of them are probably the two big, the two biggest influencers currently up, uh, among young men. Um, you got Andrew Tate. He's a little more edgy. He's going to come at it, you know, a little rougher, a little, you know, um, a little more punch. And then you've got Jordan Peterson, who's going to come at it from a little more of an intellectual standpoint. Who's, who's going to, you know, who's going to talk about the studies that have been done and explain why, you know, why men uh, psychologically, philosophically, uh, physically are different. And so those are the two different camps as I see them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of young men. I mean, you think about the two of them and the, the audiences that they bring. What, what that tells me is there's a lot of young men out there that are really seeking and searching for identity. Can and, you, for, and for purpose, and to understand their purpose. Let me let me ask this question because, man, can you imagine uh, Jordan and Andrew in the same room? And <laughs> wow! Well, I, I'm, yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm 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 trying to picture this 20 year old young man, and and maybe he's 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 getting some Andrew Tate, he's getting some Jordan Peterson, um, and he's going both places. And he's probably going a couple other places as well. Um, is there some commonality between these two characters, or I mean, what's the yeah, theme? That, so, so I'm no expert by by any means on either Andrew Tate or Jordan Peterson. Although I have watched uh, a lot of content, particularly from Jordan Peterson, I'm a huge fan uh, because I love the message that he's that he's um, that he's conveying, especially particularly to young men. Um, to you know. I think I think at the end of the day, Mike, I think once again, I'm going to be redundant. And I think it's that people are these young men have no sense of identity. Mm. And so they're they're seeking and searching for something that's missing in their soul. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah. And so, I, I, you know, so the two, you know, the two of them in one room, the commonality would be, um, you know, be a man. And so that comes to the to the ultimate question of what is a man? Yeah. What is a man? Yeah. You've heard, what, what, what is, is a woman? What is a man? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. It's you know, more I, than just I'm not uh, sure certain yeah, genitalia. I'm not, sure if, yeah, I'm not sure if today there's an answer for either one of those. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the answer to what is a woman, we've heard that. 
But this yeah, goes, this goes beyond. Who identifies as a woman. Yeah. yeah, but this the idea with a man though is is different from that question. If you ask me, if I can, let me just jump yeah. in here real quick. The idea with being a man and uh, is not just your biological makeup, okay? Because that really was the answer uh, to Walsh and his documentary, right? Sure. Uh, an sure. adult uh, female, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, with a man, it's more than just an adult uh, male. Uh, a man is is a little bit more than that, right? So you got you got different. You have layers of makeup, but uh, what I see is these guys that are searching and they're they're in search of uh, uh, meaning it's to to find that uh, answer to to uh, to to find out what is that answer to that what is a man and i would just sure. tell you that uh, it's it goes beyond your biological makeup oh and we all it know layers that layers depth we, to it men all know yeah. that i mean uh, everyone articulated it goes way beyond that and I, i'm glad yeah. you said that because men are always sizing up other men um, and I don't know if women do that when they go into a room. I think women like check each other's shoes out and, and the way they're dressed and a, and a lot of other things that we don't do. But I, I think I think the I think when men enter a room with other men, I think we I think we size each other up. I mean, I don't even think we think about it. I think we're just looking around the room sure. and we're kind of assessing, um, you know. Who's the man in the room? I mean, who's a, who's a threat? Who's not a threat? Um, yeah. Who you can trust? Uh, oh, there's totally. A, there's totally. a lot of things that go on. I think uh, just automatically when men enter a room, and it's and you're right, it's got nothing to do with genitalia. Yeah, I mean, we're trying yeah. to figure out that guy's really what we would say. You know, is he is that a man? Yeah, because there's a lot of males that I think we would not consider men. Yeah, and it, and. Uh... Maybe I can ask you this, uh, Rod. Um, yeah. You know, wh- how would you take a stab out of that? Just, just putting you right on the spot here, okay? Throwing you right under yeah. the bus, the short bus, yeah. the one with the elevator, so it's heavy. What, what, how would you describe that? Uh, how would you describe a man apart, I mean, beyond biological function? Yeah, so I think, I think you know, God created man in his image, and I think there's, there's three basic um, Three basic things that a man should 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 do: uh, protect, provide, and procreate. Uh, and I'll go I'll go a step further. Um, so I believe it's First Timothy six eleven says that there are six virtues that that men of God should pursue, and that's righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Gentleness. And so that that to me is what. You know, biblical manhood, which is pretty much the the, the cornerstone on which I stand. Hmm. So, yeah, that that's that would be my my quick answer. Yeah, I like that. The uh, to uh, protect, provide, procreate. I mean, you have a, you have a lot right there because, of course, the three Ps are going to be fun. You know, we're going to jump on that one. Well, they're oh, easy, yeah. yeah, they're easy to remember. But the idea of uh, uh, provide, I mean, just. Mm. Just take a good one. Just maybe swim around with that one a little bit. Yeah, so I think providing is is a couple of things. One, I think it's um, um, to provide to, to to ensure that uh, his you know his his I'm gonna you know, let's assume that he's a married man or a man in a relationship to provide um, financially to provide emotionally uh, for the people that he loves. So. Um, you know, a, a married man is going to provide financially to his family to ensure that they're well cared for, that they have the provisions that they need. Uh, and then also he's going to provide a spiritual and emotional um, platform for them so that they can so for growth and for expansion, um, you know, lifting them up, training them up and um, and providing a, an environment. You know, setting an environment uh, that is, in, you know, biblically based, that is truth based. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the that's kind of the key is like you know, directing, leading, guiding, uh, leading, caring, training, maintaining, directing, guiding, and directing his family to a to a place of truth. Yeah, I mean, I if, uh, just on that note too, you went to First Timothy. So First Timothy five eight says. 
You know, if a man doesn't provide for his own family, it's worse than an unbeliever. Uh, he is, you know, he's yeah. denied the faith. You know, if you, you fail to provide for your family, you're, you're just showing yourself to be a pagan, that, that you have no faith. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, you know, I, I've been struggling with this a little bit uh, after listening to the to the Tate interview and the Candace Owens interview with uh, Tate interview with Carlson, uh, Tate interview with with Candace and just in some of the other content uh, that I tend to listen to uh, regularly is, you know, just kind of struggling with like some of the like where are where are young men today mm. and where did and I'm going to say it like this. Where did we, you know our generation, where did we go wrong? Like, why are men, you know, why are young men so confused, um, lack direction, uh, lack purpose? Like, what is it about young men today that is so different than, say, 50, 50, you know, 75 years ago that they're seeking and searching so uh, fervently to, to find meaning and purpose in their life? And that, that's kind of an open question, Mike. You want to take that one, or yeah, I think it's I think it's social media. I I I you know I we didn't have we didn't have those things when I was growing up. I mean, um, we were working. Um, mm-hmm. I was working. I was you know working on uh, you know fencing, work you know taking care of neighbors' cattle, um, doing a, a number of various different odd jobs. I was always around older men. Um, even if you're in, involved in sports and school, I mean, you always had your coaches. You had all types of influence. Um, you, you know, besides your father, you had a ton of other father-like figures. Um, mm. Everywhere you went, I mean, there was just men, and and um, you didn't have to search. You didn't have to search for an Andrew Tate because they were all around us, and um, and and they well, were. That is so, yeah, dude, that is so profound what you just said. Yeah, like you didn't have to search for it. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was present. It was available, and mm-hmm. it was there. Yeah. So I, I, I think what the difference is, and you know, I could be wrong, but to me, it seems like it's there's been a concerted effort to supplant that influence. Um, yeah, no doubt. And send a different message. Uh, these people are. Uh, you know, they, they don't, they're just older. They don't know what they're talking about. They're not. Uh, they're not hip. They're not. Um, you know, they're not up to date. Um, their values are outdated. And I, man, it's just it's just simple things like uh, there's no shop class in high school. There's no auto body, small engine repair, uh, woodworking. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of activities even in school that. Uh, the boys, if you would, would always take these classes, and we, we'd be around each other, and we'd be taking shop, and we'd be you know, working with our hands and doing a lot of, I would think, masculine type activity and trade type uh, skills, and uh, engaging in a lot of uh, sort of masculine type of activities. And I think all that was uh, wiped out, and you know, you know, now if you go into the school system, I mean, everyone's just kind of sitting around like a zombie in a chair, not doing anything. It's just. It's it's not really you know boys young boys are not designed to be sitting in a classroom for seven eight hours a day. I mean yeah. we're not we're not philosophers generally speaking. I mean, and I uh, I want to uh, this is kind of complicating the obvious, but uh, you know I'm 51, but watching TV, you know my three sons. Oh yeah. So like if you're just going to be a couch potato, you're still going to get examples of what it means to be a man, you know, they took all those shows leave it to too. Beaver. You know what the dad would do. He go, Oh, that was a pretty good way. He handled that. And that listen, stuff's gone. Now you got even the, Archie Bunker. The dad is laughed at. Listen, even Archie Bunker was <laughs> his fun. kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I oh, mean, Archie. Absolutely. You could still look you know, at he, that I mean, and say, would, it was funny. I mean, he would just be all in the, in the yeah. head stuff, you know, and it was, it was hilarious. It's like, you know, he was kind of the alpha male in the, in the room and yep. it was, it, the stuff was kind of funny. Yeah. So, and, and just to, Segway from your point is no matter where you went, you, you still had examples. And, you know, uh, that obviously underscores the power of influence. Go ahead, go ahead, Rod. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, the, the power of influence, because I think that's – I also believe that's one of the things, and, and to, exactly to your point, you know, the Internet, um, you know, social media, 
even mainstream legacy media. I mean, the message the, the, to, for me, the message I seem to be coming out um, that, that, that is for that really uh, is being targeted to, to young men specifically is you're responsible for all that is wrong in the world and there's no redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, so if you're a if you're a young male, um, you know, we're, we're, it seems it seems to me that they're being raised up and influenced that if you're a you know, I'm going to go there. If you're a white cisgender male, uh, or even 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 not white, uh, but if you're a cisgender male, let's go there. Um, you're, you're you're part of the problem because because you're not sensitive enough, or you're not feminine enough, or you're not you know fill in the blanks. And that seems to be particularly here recently, the biggest message I see coming out of out of media to young men is it, it just, it's absolutely crushing their spirit. Mm. Isn't there another part of this too? Because um, what I've noticed, especially with the Andrew Tate situation is, um, you know, the, 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 it's not even the young boys that are the target, but it's also the thinking of the young girls. Um, mm. Because these things that we're talking about that are being directed, you know, well, don't be like this. And, you know, don't be like that. Well, also the, they're, they're, they're teaching the young girls too, that, you know, what you want is a, a, a very feminine, sensitive young man. Um, you're not, you're not needing a protector. You're not needing a provider. You can protect yourself. Just watch the movies. You can provide for yourself. Go get yourself educated. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's left even the young ladies, um, wanting. Yeah. Hey, let me, uh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, you know, I think part of that too, Mike, is that, um, I think, I think the media and, you know, the powers that be, uh, however you want to say that have, are influencing people to believe that. All the things that a traditional man, a traditional masculine man would provide, the government will now provide. Mm. So they're going to protect you. Oh, that's they're good. Going to provi- they're going to protect you. They're going to provide for you. So through welfare or whatever, you'll be taken care of. All, all, the, all the women and the children, you're going to be taken care of. And, and that seems to be a tremendous influence coming from, from mainstream to, to society currently. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's been happening. I think that's been happening for, you know, once again, 50 to 75 years, you know, with, with, um, with women's, you know, women's movements. Well, it's even, um, it's, it's even the, um, I remember, you know, listening about the patriarchal tyranny mm-hmm. and, and they're even teaching that it's impossible for the masculine and the feminine to work in harmony. It's it's always it's always masculine versus feminine, and in reality, I mean, those of us we just know better. It, it's always harmony. Um, you know what what guy really wants to? I mean, generally speaking, guys really don't want to be single. Uh, you know, we like our partners, um, and the ladies are the same way. I mean, they you know most ladies that I meet are are looking for a good man to share their life with. Um, so there's always this sort of natural. Um, inclination to partner up and complete um, the creation, if you will. But yeah. what's being taught is it's a competition. Um, they're just trying to keep you down. They're, uh, well, you're not able well, to live to your fullest because of, you know, the, the, the masculine is not, not allowing you to uh, be, you know, fully feminine or, or live to your full potential. I mean, some of this stuff's just kind of nonsense, isn't it? Well, let's take a side street from there, Mike. Um, so, so you know, one of the things that that seems to be this is being talked about a lot currently, and that is is that um, women are looking for the it's the rule of sixes. So, so w- women are looking for uh, a six foot man with a six foot or excuse me, a six foot man with a six figure income with a six pack abs, mm-hmm. and so. Think about think about dating apps for a second. So, um, if a if you know a woman, a young young lady uh, is typically looking for those three things, which is about two percent of the population. All right. So, 
so a, a woman is looking for those particular things. She thinks those boxes have to be checked. It's about 2% of the population, which al completely alienates 80% of the men because, because most people aren't going to fit in that category. So, so what does that tell you? It tells you that 80% of the women are hooking, you know, young, young women are hooking up with the same 20% of men, rough numbers. And so what do you have as a consequence? What you have as a consequence is that you have a lot of young men who, who, who are you know, alone in a basement playing video games and watching internet pornography. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, so they're, they're absolutely uh, emasculated by virtue of not, you know, not having a, what you just said, Mike, not having a person to, you know, to complete them or to spend their life with or to make a life with. And so you've got, I think, I think you have a lot of young men who are absolutely feel alienated in today's society. And it's because of, it's also because of exactly what you said. And that is, you know, um, social media, uh, Instagram, particularly, you know, everything's built up uh, to be this, you know, it's got to be this thing that's, that's this, you know, this unachievable goal. And if you don't stack up, and you just get moved to the side, you get swiped left. And, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of young men that are out there that are just, that are alienated, alone, seeking purpose. And I think that comes right back to why do young, why are young men, what are they looking for? And they're looking for a role model. They're looking for somebody to emulate. And it just so happens that Andrew Tate has a edgy message. And what does he have that, that most of them don't? He has money. He has fast cars. He has fast women. He's over I mean, six he's, foot tall. He's <laughs> over six foot tall. He was an MMA. He's he's a a MMA yeah, he was yeah. an MMA fighter. Yeah. Um, he does a lot of his interviews with no shirt on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so a lot of people are looking at him and saying, "That's who I want to be. Yeah. That's the guy. That guy right there. That's who I want to be." Well, you know, I, one of the messages I do like about Andrew though is that. You know, he, he does encourage young men to get up off their butt and go to work. Yes. Yeah. Yep. You have yeah. a responsibility as a man to uh, work hard, be all that you can be. You know, yeah. don't, don't become a, a couch potato. Get your little butt in the gym, work out, educate yourself, go work, go make money, and have standards. Have expectations. Mm. Expect... Um, your partners to respect you because you need to be uh, doing things that are respectful. You know, you need, you need to have something about you to respect. And I, and I think that's one of the messages yeah. I think that young men are, are getting at least from Andrew. He, he's, you know, yeah, he's a gifted uh, gentleman for sure. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Six, four or six, two. I mean, I don't, he's a, he's a tall guy. He's in great shape. Um, uh, makes lots of money. He always has hot chicks all around him. I mean, What's there not to you know, and you know what's there not to admire? But exactly, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, he's got Bugattis, but, yeah, but and, he's and, and hot women, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. You know, I, mean, I can see where a young guy'd be like, man, you know, that, that'd be a that, wouldn't that be a the life to have? But I think he Andrew is turning it back on them and saying, hey, listen, you need to you need to do it. You know, no one's going to give it to you, and right. uh, I think that's a good message. Well, and he talks a lot about respect. I mean, that's that's one of the things that I think that where he does hit the nail on the head, even though I disagree with him on, on some of the ways he got there and, um, and some of his mindset things. I think he, I think he's a little egotistical personally. Uh, but one of the things I do think he got, the, I think he got that right. And that is, is that you got to get up, you got to work. Adversity is your, is your friend, not your enemy. You're not a victim. Um, and one of the things he taught, he does talk about is, uh, physical, spiritual, emotional, and intellectual growth and development, and I think that is a a good foundation for for all men. I think it, and women, uh, for that matter. I think everybody should should be constantly striving to grow spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, and physically. Mm. And and uh, I mean, I don't I don't see that, that anybody could argue that for sure. Again, I think uh, that one word that we kind of hit a lot too is uh, masculine. Mm. 
Uh, and that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a word that's attacked. I mean, have you, any, anything that I've read, and as soon as you hear the word masculine, it's like, oh, that's just a bad word. It's like you said, the F-bomb. Sure. A- am I wrong on that or? No, and I think I think Paul. I think a lot of a lot of people now uh, attach a prefix to that, and that is toxic yeah. masculinity. Right. And and you, know, and and you hear people talking about you know. But it's not defined. Toxic. They don't define exactly. what that is. And and th- here's right. my point. Right. Mm-hmm. My point is. I think they have. Yeah. Well, I could define it. And anyway, <laughs> uh, my thing is when I grew up, I just want to throw my little five cents or two cents in this. When I grew up, I had a bunch of examples, like you said, Mike. And the other thing that I that happened that I experienced is I was challenged. I was challenged by those guys that provided the example and the influence, and they would they would say, "Yo, what's that? What are you doing? That was kind of weak." And let's mm. police that up. Yeah. So I had these the these guys. Yeah, I had these guys that. Uh, church. I had these guys who were my uncles, mm-hmm. especially my uncles, uh, the guys in the community, mm-hmm. wherever they were, other guys that uh, worked with my dad. They also took a hand and they had the responsibility. I remember like, hey, I need to help this guy become a man. And there was a sense that you had that all men did to help those young men become men and learn what it, what it means to be a man. And that's something I remember was I was challenged that way. Yeah. And they were there to give me a little pointers along the way. That's I think something that they were. Unless they you're were, in the right they were circle. Tra- no, absolutely, they were training masculinity. Yeah, we were all being trained in masculinity, what it was to be a man, and we and it and it sure. started and it started early. Um, to answer the question, uh, Paul, I think that's that's a brilliant question, which is, what is toxic masculinity? And I would offer that masculinity is what's toxic. Yeah. In their mind. Yeah. Um, listen, there's a reason why they're going after Andrew Tate. If you, you know, you know it's interesting. We, we had a conversation with uh, a young lady in her 20s. Mm. You can remain nameless. You can remain What do you think yeah. of Andrew Tate? And it's very interesting to listen to uh, young women, right? So not, not the 20-year-old uh, males, but the 20-year-old females who are influenced by Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and everything else, uh, just like the males are, and to listen to what they have to say and what their impressions are about Andrew Tate. And it was very funny because having looked at um, the couple of the interviews, it was very different than how they were describing him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there's, there's, and, there seems to be a there seems to be some propaganda going on, and that I, fi- I find that curious. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're seeing the ramifications for a society that that does not hold masculinity, masculinity like I would say biblical masculinity in the in the proper mm-hmm. context, and I would say biblical because that's the good stuff, right. is the kind right. that is uh, ordained. Uh, and uh, commanded by the word of God, and that's what our society was really founded on. It's the kind that stand up like that. I would let me just throw out a couple things here. One, no fault. Uh, one is uh, you know biblical masculinity is mature. It's mature, so it's not self seeking. So it follows up what you you said. You know, provide, protect, procreate, right? Uh, so it's uh, it's mature. It's responsible, and uh, you know just a. Throw in a plug for um, well, one of the books we read, we wrote, is uh, by masculine. And we're not saying that uh, men demand to be served, but uh, they serve uh, with the sacrifice needed with with others, the betterment of others. So the idea is you kind of it's the the glory of kind of living outside yourself. Well, there's a couple, there's a couple things. One one thing that you said, Paul, just now, and then something that Rodney said earlier, and that was. Uh, under the provide, which I, I really kind of liked, uh, provide emotional support. Yeah. Um, I, I have found that generally we don't do a very good job uh, providing emotional support until we have achieved maturity. I think those things come hand in hand. Um, as a young I man, agree, Mike. as a young man, I think I really sucked at providing emotional, yeah. uh, you know, providing emotional support. That comes later. Yeah, yeah, we we mature emotionally as men 
a little bit later on. I mean, I speak for myself, yeah, but uh, but usually, but yeah, the I mean, the word masculine has been thrown into the gutter. But uh, when it's at best, at its best, it's mature, it's responsible, it's it's chivalric. Mm-hmm. It is. When I think of chivalry, I think that is a synonym of masculinity. That's just in my mind. Yeah. Uh, that you you hate evil, you right the wrong. You walk the old lady across the, the street. You, you you do what needs to be done in order to hold the society together. You're the guy that that's you know that's looking you like open, that. Yeah, you open the door for the for the for the new mother. All that stuff because you're you're always yeah. setting the example, and you're like, well, hey, look, it's the onus is on me to to hold things together. That's maybe on a on a miniature level. That's what I do as a father and as a grandfather. And I've said this a bazillion times, but I think it's worth saying again: is I'm the the thermostat. I'm in a, an emotional thermostat and a spiritual thermostat. If I get out of whack, everybody's going to lose it. They're oh, going to lose I, it. I, I want to hear you guys expand on protect. Hmm. You, yeah. you want to go expand there on what Mike on protect? Yeah, go for I it. Mean, we, we talked about providing, but I, you know, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on protect. Yeah. So. Um... I'll go first. Yeah. So, so protection is, is, is a couple of things in, in my mind. I mean, obviously you know, the first thing that will probably come to most people's minds, most listeners is going to be physical protection. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that is so important. So, you know, if, you know, if somebody kicks my door in, my wife knows 100% that she can, that she can go to the back room and that I got it. Like that's a hundred percent. Like, no, no question whatsoever. She knows that she does not have to step in front of, she does not have to step in between me and a possible threat. So I'm going to physically protect her. Um, I think there's also, um, I'm going to emotionally protect her, uh, using using emotional uh, again, but I'm going to emotionally protect her. You know, if if she's having difficulties or challenges, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be ears to listen. I'm going to give her feedback. We're going to have conversations and I'm going to help guide her uh, based on based on good principles and truth of life. Um, and and that, that's pretty you know, that, that pretty much covers about 90 percent of everything is, um, you know, the protect her physically, protect her emotionally. Um, you know, th- those are my two. Those are the two things I'm going to do. hundred yeah, percent of the time. It's, it's, it's funny when you know, when you you, you mentioned that I was thinking that. Like anyone that's ever been involved in uh, providing, you know, protective security, um, you know, some of the things like the Secret Service does or whatever. Well, you know, one of the things you're always doing is you're always protecting your uh, uh, your client, if you will, or the principal, uh, the from, asset, mm-hmm. the asset from embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminds me of that when you're talking about protecting your uh, the emotional well-being of your family and your and your significant other. Very nice. You know, you not you don't want to put them in embarrassing situations. You don't want to put them in in, in, in situations where they're emotionally vulnerable. They can be, where right? where they can be compromised. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And I and I think that's something that I think again, you know, here comes the maturity word. Uh, that's something I I had to learn over some time. I think I don't I don't think I was very good at that in my twenties by no means. Yeah, and uh, I needed to get in there too. Is uh, you talked about uh, physical emotional, and then, you know, obviously you would believe a spiritual component in that too. And uh, mm. as the, the man of the home, uh, you're, you're guarding your household from spiritual wickedness, from evil. Not, you're, uh, not, you're not bringing the Ouija board in. Yeah, you're, you're not only that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. But like, uh, you know, stuff like uh, what is influencing your family, you know, media, you know, Facebook exactly. stuff, whatever. You know, you, you know about things like, hey, who, who's uh, influencing your child at school? You know, they're going to public school, whatever. You know about those things. You're concerned about those things. You're, you know, and, and uh, that's important to you because those you, you recognize the, the power of that influence over the person in your circle that you're, you're called to protect. Right? Very good. So yeah. kind of, that's, it kind of takes the concentric circle, just kind of spreads out a little further. Well, you, you made me you made me think of something, which is um, you know we're probably not going to grab our family 
and uh, head head to the wilderness and you know turn off all the electronics and you know protect them from all of the too far from Walmart you know crazy influences yeah. that <laughs> that our children and our family are exposed to daily yeah. um, and I, and I you know Rodney you can weigh in on this but I, it seems to me the only way really to combat this is you know you have to be almost a um, a stronger influence uh, on your family than the outside forces. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to be involved more today than, than probably ever. Mm. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think part of that is being situationally aware. Mm. Um, you know, whether you're in a drive in public or whether you're at home, just understanding what's going on. You know, are, what are my kids looking at on the internet? What is my wife subjecting herself to? Because it comes back to a word we used earlier, you know, earlier, and that is influence. Mm. And so what are the things that are influencing my family and is it an influence for good or an influence for bad? And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I think just being situa- situationally aware of, of what's going on around me and making those corrections by being that, that strong man, you know, good, strong Christian, in my case, man, that is, that is going to lead, you know, leading, caring, training, and maintain, maintaining. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's that. And I'm going to lead my family. Uh, I'm going to care for them. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to you know give them advice and help help push them towards truth, um, and and we're going to maintain that like at all costs. Like uh, you know, I often said uh, when my kids were young, um, and it's it's cliche, but you know, in this house we we serve we serve the Lord. You know, that's a that's that's something everybody knew in my house. And in this house, we always tell the truth. And in this house, we and you can fill in the blanks with whatever those things are. And and so that's in pursuit of, you know, of of truth um, always. So just, you know, staying staying true to uh, to your beliefs, values, morals and ethics. Um, staying staying true to your to your faith. You know, it goes back to to the six virtues, you know, righteousness godliness faith steadfastness and gentleness and that's biblical manhood you know pretty much summed up and and so so yeah that would be you know that that's kind of the the premise that 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 we we set in this house and i think i think it 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 turned out pretty good i mean we got we got two good kids and super proud of them um i would encourage you know every husband every father to to set some you know, set some guidelines. I mean, don't be afraid to be a man. You know, don't be afraid to to set some rules for the house and to say, "Hey, this is how we're going to do things." Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. but just make sure that that you're leading, caring, training, and maintaining. Uh, you know, for your household, be the head of that house. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I wanted to get to this point in our podcast where we're fleshing this out and kind of give some action points, and and. Uh, uh, you think you're ready for that, Mike? No, the, absolutely. The, I, I'm I'm sitting here listening, and I'm thinking, okay, um, you know, we, we are where we are, you know, 2023. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about all those, you know, young men out there that are, you know, searching for, you know, what it is to be a man, and I'm I'm just trying to figure out, okay, wh- you know, what do we do? I mean, what do we do now? I mean, is, um, does does the does the future look bright? <laughs> Uh, are we are we putting some things in place um, to help these people find what they're looking for, and are we setting ourselves up? I mean, I think I think Western civilization is at a crossroads right now. I think yeah. we're going to maintain uh, our tradition, our biblical biblically based tradition. Um, we're going to have to right the ship here. We're going to have to plug the hole, um, mm. or we're not we're not going to be around. Uh, something's going to supplant us. And I think that's a shame. Yeah. Well, and a good, and another way to say that, Mike, is you know it's okay for the boat to be in the water. I mean, we have to be the society that we're in, the place that we're in, is where we are. It's okay for the water to be in the boat. Or for, excuse me, for the boat to be in the water. It's not okay for the water to be in the boat. And when the yeah. when the water gets in the boat, you have to bail. And, and when I when I say bail, I mean bail the water out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah nice. so, so you got to remove the water from. So we the got boat. plenty of the other bails going <laughs> yeah. on, right? Oh, absolutely. No, and there's a ton of that. And you know, it, but but at the end of the day, I mean, so you got to recognize I am where I am. You know, my boat is in the water. 
But if the water is getting into the boat, that's a problem. Let me, uh, let me set this up for you. I've got, uh, I had a quote from a good book that I, I love and I wanted to use it here. And then I wanted to give you a scripture and then I wanted, maybe you could just give us like three points to wrap everything up. Okay. And I know the first one I think is going to be set guidelines, which is good, but, but here's the, here's the book, right? It's called man interrupted by Philip Zimbardo and Nikita uh, Coulomb. Uh, they identify various ways in which young men are withdrawing today. Uh, and they have this quote, uh, and they say, uh, the, the uh, society has really created a generation of shy, socially awkward, emotionally removed, and risk-adverse young men who are, who are unable and unwilling to navigate the complexities and risks inherent to real-life relationships, school, and employment. And I think that's cool. really true. And as you said, they withdraw in the book, Man Interrupted, they talk about how men, young men are withdrawing to video games and online porn yep. in their parents' basement, on their twin bed with Superman sheets, and their cell phone is close nearby with pizza, and you can just kind of paint the picture here. So that's that's the situation now. There's there's uh, And we've already talked in previous uh, podcasts about how millions of young men have withdrawn from the workforce. We talked about Mike Rowe, how he talked about that. And the jobs are not being filled. So the jobs are there. You just have men interrupted and they're withdrawing. Now, there's a situation. Here's the scripture I had. It's out of Proverbs 29, 18. Uh, the King James, the New King James says, for lack of revelation, the people cast off restraint. Now, that can be used in various ways. You know, if we're not out there talking about the right way, then people just kind of do their own thing. Another way that that can be interpreted, uh, one version says, without guidance, there's lack of order. And we talked about guidance. We talked about influence. And I, that just resonated with me. So when we have no influencers or, or fewer influencers, then we have a lack of order. And we have a vacuum of what a real man looks like. And they don't really know what that is. And hence, everything we've been talking about. So I just want to give you a softball. And then maybe just kind of give us some pointers, kind of segueing from where you went before. So the first one you said was, uh, if you want to use this one, set guidelines, which is awesome. But maybe you could just amplify that and give us a couple more. Did is, we lose is you? that to me, Paul? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rod. Yeah. 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 So, so say again. Yeah. So the uh, we were looking at just kind of uh, maybe three three good applicatory points. And the one you said before is really good. It's yeah, called set guidelines. guidelines. I mean, that really resonated with me. It reminded me, hey, you know, am I doing that? Yeah, in your own home. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, maybe you could just flesh that out, set guidelines, and maybe, you know, another one or a third one to kind of uh, kind of bring us all together and, you know, to uh, close the loop. Yeah, so I'll give it my best. So, um, yeah, I mean, I threw you under the bus again. It's okay. Yeah, no, 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 no problem. So, so yeah, so guidelines, you know, um, like having having some basic premise um, that that everybody understands, and it's and it's being consistent um, with 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 whatever. Um, I think showing showing you know your family, uh, the people around you, that you love them, that you care for them. I think that that's so important mm. to to always speak truth. Mm. Um, that that's that's so important. Um, I, I got one, if you don't mind, Rodney. Um, that yeah, there one in, Mike. Well, I, 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 you, you, you wouldn't have to do this 10 years ago, 20 years ago, but I think it's today I, I find myself having to do that. I, I still have a, um, you know, a minor child in the house. I have one that just turned 18, um, you know, that's in college. So, uh, you know, at home more than not at home still. But uh, I find myself having to do this quite a bit, which is really sort of redefine the, the roles uh, because there's so much confusion that they're getting hit with uh, every day. Uh, I, I never would have to do that in the past. You know, we have to have these conversations about, uh, you know, what my role is in the family, what what mom's role is, why they're important, how they work together, uh, how they're, how a, a harmony is achieved. You, you, if you just flip the TV on for just a just a moment, um, you're, 
there's going to trust me, there's going to be something to come up that you're going to have to like turn it off and have a conversation about and why that's not working and why that doesn't work. I mean, it, the, 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 the psyop is so crazy. You really, if you're just ignoring, the, you're going to have to do your prop, your, uh, your counter, um, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but you're really going to have to put some extra work in what we would normally consider this duh common sense is not duh common sense anymore. It has to be taught now and has to be taught to these, these younger generations. Man, no doubt. Yeah, and, and that's, that's an interesting point. I mean, so I think it always had to be taught. If I can, if I can throw that out there, um, the fact that you know, I often wonder sometimes, uh, what, what did what did we do wrong? And when I say we, I mean you know, I'm talking about you know the generation that yeah. the generation that's raised these twenty somethings, and I think we're all kind of in that category where we all have twenty somethings mm-hmm. as 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 children. And I think about you know, did we do something wrong? And honestly, I, th- I think we. I don't think I don't think that's necessarily where the blame needs to lie, and I don't think we need to take 100% responsibility for it. Although I do believe it goes back to Mike something you said, and that is the amount of influence that we've allowed in our kids' lives. And I often say that you know the biggest sewage line in the county that I live in is that cable that goes from the telephone pole to the back of my TV. Yeah. And so and, and so that's that's part of it. That's part of the influence. The other one is you know. The, their access to you know to social media and to the internet, mm-hmm. so there's a, there's a ton of influence out there that that our kids are 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 being hit with from all different directions, and I think that as hard as we may try, uh, unfortunately, the thing that you know we we can do those things. So uh, you know the things that we do, we can we can try as hard as we may, and we can preach as as loud as we may preach. But at the end of the day, if we don't cut off the negative, then the, or if we don't cut off the, if we don't cut that negative off, the positive has no place to go. Mm. And so it's kind of, it's, it's that whole rule of displacement. So if, you know, if I have negativity in my life, the way that I get rid of that is I have to get positivity in. Mm. And I think that's, that's a big part of what our kids are faced with is that there's an overwhelming, uh, overwhelming part of negativity or things that are influencing them in not a positive way that are coming into their life. And there's no way that we can, we can battle that, you know, alone. And so I think, you know, that's where we have to, we have to take the hard right over the easy wrong. And that is saying, you know, throttling back their, their screen time or throttling back, you know, the amount of time they spend, either in video games or on social media or uh, legacy media, all those things that we know are influencing our kids. I think we have, that's where we have to step forth in a masculine way, in a manly way and, and say no to that. And, and I don't, that that's one area where I feel like we, we probably don't, we're not as vocal or as strong as we should be is we allow, you know, we allow our kids to, to be subjected to those things. And, and what it does is it, it, it just it, it diminishes our ability to to be you know, to be that strong male role model in our families. Well, I mean, the threat, I mean, if someone kicking in your front door in the middle of the night, I mean, that's an obvious threat. It's a no brainer. Sure. Um, the threats today are more, uh, you know, they're cloaked. They're um, clandestine. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it, I think you're absolutely right. I think as men, I mean, we absolutely have to. Uh, have our uh, you know eyes open, our ears open, and be really uh, looking for these threats because they're very they're very subtle, uh, they're very subtle, and uh, and they're very slippery, and they're constantly assaulting uh, our our home. And uh, the, the the intruder is easy, uh, the dog barks, uh, you know, you, you hear the noise, uh, but these new threats are are certainly different. Sure. You know something. Yeah, go ahead, Brad. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, go, you know, going back to the to the Andrew Tate component hmm. of you know of of you know people we're allowing uh, other people to influence our kids, and so a question, a fair question, might be, 
why would your kids, why would your kid seek out Andrew Tate versus coming and sitting down and talking to you know, Mike Blackburn, for instance, or, you know, Paul? And, I mean, what, what, well, why, yeah, would, yeah, why, Andrew why Tate, would that be the case? Well, because Andrew Tate's not at their house. I mean, that's, that's the problem. Okay. Um, you know, they don't, Rodney's not there. Paul's not there. Mike's not there. I mean, I could go on and on, but I mean, a lot of these, we know this already. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids, a lot of these young men are growing up in, in homes without fathers. Mm, that's well, true. And I, Mike, I would even, I would even say the ones where fathers are present physically, mm. they may not be there yeah. uh, emotionally or, or yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're, so they're the absentee landlords, man. Absolutely. They're there physically. They come in every night. They kick yeah. off their shoes. They get in their recliner. They have a cold beer. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of their thing. So I think you're tending your flock and, and, and that's how I would say it is tending your flock. The flock that you have is so much more important than, uh, than self-centeredness or your selfishness of, I just want to relax. Mm. Like there's Paul, Paul, you said this earlier, you know, responsibility, that, that word is such a powerful word mm. in that, in that we all have a, we have a obligation and a responsibility to raise up our children, to, to influence, you know, people in our community in a positive way, to, to be that voice of encouragement, to be that person that, that's, that's willing to, to push back when we, when we see something that's, that's ridiculous, that you know to be, to be bad. And to and to bring good or bring light into into a circumstance or a situation. Yeah, no doubt. I, I was just going to use uh, the last thing I wanted to point out is it actually it really makes a difference. You know, I I, I look back at and how I was raised and, and I, I you know just those guys that made a difference. You know, they took a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds, and they said something. They did something, and I was like, that's awesome, man. You and they actually gave a crap. In that second, right. they're like, look, if I don't do something right now that give this guy a course correction, he's going to be a jackweed, and i got—I got to reel him in. And so people actually cared, and they made a difference. And one of my favorite scriptures is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, uh, that reminds us that our labor is not in vain. I mean, it's not in vain. I mean, when you, when you stop, uh, and then the context is, you know, the Apostle Paul is saying, you know, you know, keep on, you know, and uh, keep the faith. Uh, your labor in the Lord's not in vain, but, you know, by extension is, you know, we, we want to uh, reduplicate ourselves in the lives of these young men. And, and if there's more of us that stand up and do that, there's more people, there's more examples around. And, it, you know, more of us give a crap instead of just going, ah, because I, you know, and I've been challenged to do this too, is a lot of the wokeness, a lot of the nonsense makes me want to, Tempted to just kind of get in my little man cave and go. Well, forget the whole thing. Who cares? It's toast. It's toast. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, we can't do that because we stand to lose so much if we do that. And and we condemned we condemned generations of young men to just you know go their way. Yeah, and I think I think if we allow ourselves to be discouraged or dismayed, then we'll do nothing. Exactly. And I think that's the absolute worst thing that we can do. And so therefore, you know, there's the challenge. Yeah. And the challenge is. You know, to to anyone who's listening, or to all men, um, is to to make a difference. You know, to get out there and to 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 mentor, to to guide somebody, to to provide correction. I used to say this all the time when uh, when I was in in management. Um, I used to say, if I care about you, I'll tell you when I when I catch you doing something wrong, and I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you when I catch you doing something right. Like in yeah. both cases, so. I think being there, being being physically and mentally present in the lives of others, and providing you know that that guidance and that direction is so important, especially at such a time as this, when there is so much influence coming from unknown sources. Uh, you know, young, especially young men. I mean, we we need strong young men in 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 this country in this world, um, and I think that. That a lot of a lot of what what is coming through, you know, the feminization of men, um, you know, the left. I'll, I'll use this as an example. You know, the left loves a man acting as a woman, mm. um, and, and and so that that's 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 tenet to to you know, to the woke uh, philosophy, 
is, you know, we love a man when he acts like a woman, but, but, you know, this toxic masculinity, you know, we don't necessarily love, we don't, as a society, we don't necessarily love that man. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe that's, you know, the toxic part, you know, pushes over a line, but I think, you know, teaching young men how to be, how to be a man. There's a book I read uh, years ago. Um, it's uh, Wild at Heart. And I think John Eldridge is the uh, the author of that. But I would I would say if if anybody wants to wants to read a book about like what is what is God's intention or what is the heart you know what did He put in the heart of man that is a great book it really is and it really helps to frame and to uh, to explain like what what God's intention for man is. So I would definitely suggest that's a good read. I think it helps frame some things because first of all, you have to understand like, who am I first? And so as a man, like what is, you know, what has God called me to be or what is my calling uh, to be a, you know, a strong man in, in my, in my home, in my community, et cetera. But understanding, you know, the differences between man and woman, I think is, is key in, uh, Absolutely key. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I could recommend uh, our book, Iron Sharpening Iron. Oh, that's a great uh, one. Yeah. The Biblical Guide for the the God-Honoring American Man. So it's a long title. Uh, We we wrote it uh, about, I don't know, eight years ago or so. But, but yeah, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I've actually recommended that book to many people. Yeah. And And, and and Wild at Heart is also a very good read. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yes, but yeah, I mean, so, so just understanding yourself, you know, seek, you know, know yourself, seek self-improvement. If you feel like, you know, I'm not leading the way that I should, then, you know, make that, make that adjustment. Um, but, you know, the worst thing you can do is nothing. And I think we, we, we kind of alluded to that just a little earlier, but doing nothing is going to get you absolutely that nothing. And, and, and so I think, and, and I think the, the main thing that you, you uh, brought up, Ronnie, which is key, is, is just interact with these young men. I mean, go where they're at, wherever you're at. Uh, don't be afraid to strike up a conversation. Show you care. Correct them if they need to be corrected. Um, you know, tell them when they're doing things right. You know, just be present in their lives and, and be a good role model, just like what we all had when we were growing up. Yeah, because, Mike, I think they're, they're looking for acceptance, so they're looking for validation. I mean, I think that's 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 why they're seeking out, you know, either through Jordan Peterson or, you know, or Andrew Tate or whomever. I think they they just want to really try to figure out how how do I fit into the society, and it does seem terminalistic. It does seem chaotic, but if you can if you can get one on one with a young man and spend some time with him, I think that's the key. That's it. Yeah, very nice, nicely done, Rod. Always a pleasure. Uh, always Likewise. an important topic, and uh, you know, and I am reminded today to uh, you know set exa- set the example for others to follow. It's it's not just an army slogan, it's not just a part of the Ranger Creed, but uh, absolutely and uh, imperative uh, if you're a man to you know uh, set the example and then uh, give a crap about those around you. So uh, I, for one, am better a better man for having listened to you today, Rod. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, guys. Take care, all. All right, later, brother. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Pinelander Podcast. If you enjoy our unique content, please consider supporting our sponsors. Soft News, providing special operations news from around the world. It's where Paul and I go to keep abreast of what's going on within the soft community. Check them out at soft.com. News. Blacksmith Publishing. Been serving the warrior class since 2013. They have great titles written for warriors, by warriors. If you're looking for excellent reference material or just want to unwind with a great novel, be sure to check out the bookstore located at blacksmithpublishing.com. And if you're looking for some cool Pinelander apparel, head on over to the general store located at pinelandergeneralstore.com. That's all one word, pinelandergeneralstore.com. Have a great selection of shirts, hats, jackets, sweaters, stickers, patches, artwork, and a whole lot more. Check out the 
store at pinelandergeneralstore.com. If you're interested in helping develop our country's next generation of warriors, uh, please consider donating to the American Agogi Project. The mission of the project is to foster an environment producing able-bodied citizen warrior men of fine character. And we'll be officially launching the project in 2023 in celebration of uh, Blacksmith Publishing's 10th anniversary. Until our next meeting, stay mentally and tactically smart, physically and spiritually strong, and socially astute. To each other, we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. May God continue to bless Pineland.